ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. It is Tuesday, November 1st. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. My name is Paul Swan. I'm going to be your host for this next hour. If you're new to the program, let me give you the rules. We take your phone calls at 877-420-TALK. That's 877-420-8255. If you're also new to the program, you got a better shot at getting in on the text line. That's 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. I will respond to your text as they come into the program, provided they are good. If your text is bad, it might not make it. If it's good, it's getting on the program. So we do have standards on the program today, but I've got a pretty good audience out there. So I have a good audience. I expect and always get good. Good text material. So the text line is open now. We've got, coming up today, it's Tuesday, so you know what that means. Charles Huff, media availability. We get very few opportunities to go talk to the man. He's getting ready for football games. So Monday, it's the Sunbelt media availability. Today, in person, getting to speak with the local media, the Huntington media, the tri-state media, the Marshall media. And we've got his comments on the opponent this week, Old Dominion. So we'll hear about that. And then, as we always do, we'll open up the text line for you to rate the press conference. Grade Coach Huff on the presser. Not his coaching performance, not anything else. You're grading Coach Huff on the press conference. What did you hear? Did you like what you heard? How well did he deliver it? Coach Huff is undefeated in press conferences. He is a personable, charismatic person. So we'll see if that undefeated streak continues. You will be the judge. And we've got soccer to talk about today as well. I tried to get Michael Swan on, but I couldn't head coach the Marshall women's soccer team because – he said, I could come on for a couple of minutes. And I told him, no, let's not do that because they're practicing right now. You know why they're practicing? They're practicing because they won yesterday. They won. They were down, when this show went off the air yesterday, they were down one goal to nothing, or as soccer purists like to say, one to nil was the score against Appalachian State. So the Mountaineers and the Thundering Herd go to overtime. Extra. And the herd wins it. So in action on Wednesday, 2.30 p.m. So we'll know the result by the time we go on the air tomorrow. It'll be Marshall taking on the second seed, South Alabama. South Alabama in women's soccer in the Sun Belt is a big deal. That's the standard. That's the program you aspire to be in women's soccer in the Sun Belt. So Marshall will take on the two-seed South Alabama with nothing to lose. Why not go out there, play relaxed? I'm excited. It was a uh, it was an exciting game yesterday. Should be on ESPN Plus if you want to follow that as well. So Marshall defeating the seven-seed now on to the two-seed. Cat Gonzalez, 
scoring the match winner in the 92nd minute. She's something else, isn't she? Sunbelt second teamer? How about that? Second teamer showing up. She's got six goals and 15 assists. So this one goes into extra, and uh, I, I was following along. I couldn't really keep track of it because after the show, went down to the Cabell County Courthouse area. Yesterday was uh, the Kinder Communications Safe Trick or Treat. It was good to see a lot of you out there yesterday uh, for when I was able to get down there. So I'm trying to follow this thing. I'm looking over to Bill Cornwell, who's got a, a table set up with our morning show from 93.7 The Dog with Big John and Company. I'm looking at him like – yeah, what what do you got? You had the score, and so we're trying to follow along. And so when I talked to Coach Swan briefly today, and just trying to say, hey, what are you doing today? Can you come on the show? And he's like, hey, look, we got practice at five. No, we're not going to interrupt your practice. I'm not going to be the reason why something got overlooked. I'm not blowing this thing for you, Coach. So you focus on practice at five. We'll do the show here in the future. So hopefully. We'll get him on in a few days after the Thundering Herd gets all the way to the championship and wins the thing. That's kind of my hope right now. Wouldn't that be something? The the underdog, the 10 seed coming out of this thing, maybe in the championship game, that would be some serious validation for Michael Swan and momentum. And now, of course, anything can happen in a tournament, and that's the thing. That's the beauty of it. Anything can happen in a tournament. If we were just going chalk, 7 beats 10, Marshall would have been done. But chalk didn't happen. So the 10 seed moves on. I'm I'm hoping. I like Michael Swan. He's a great guy. Really great great guy. I'm hoping that this uh, is the start of good things happening for the Marshall women's soccer team. The uh, men are in action. Coach's poll is out, and Marshall's now number five. This is the United Soccer Coaches poll. This is different than the uh, NCAA numbers. So Marshall, number five, taking on James Madison. That is coming up tonight. Marshall now at 9-2-3, 3 3-1-3 in Sunbelt play. James Madison, 6-6-4. Six, six Two, two, and three in Sunbelt play. Nothing's really set just yet as far as the rest of the seeds. Marshall needs to win this one. You get the three points, you can lock in, and you'll be one of the top seeds in the Sunbelt tournament. So that's coming up tonight at Hoops Family Field. And then don't forget tomorrow, 7 o'clock tip, Marshall's basketball team taking on U-Pike for its final exhibition. Marshall beat the University of Charleston Friday night 92-66 at the Cam Henderson Center. This is a Wednesday night affair, so again, I'm not sure how many people are going to be showing up for a Wednesday night exhibition contest against U-Pike. Remember when we had these conversations years ago? Were Wednesday nights terrible nights for basketball? Now we're going back a ways. If you remember the schedule years ago, I'm talking Mac play here. Playing on Wednesday night. Nobody was showing up because, well, there were things going on Wednesday nights. 
hope that's not going to be the case tomorrow. Again, it's a 7 o'clock tip taking on U-Pike, and then it gets real next week. We go on the air Monday. We got a we got a pregame and a game on Monday. Are you excited for that? Let me know. Text line 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. All right. Coach Huff, time to get ready to rate the presser. Get your notebooks out. Start taking notes. The coach answering questions today from the media. You're not allowed to rate me. You can rate everyone else. Me, you're not. I do not take a grade on on the rate the media. I do not take the grade. Everyone else, you can you can rate them. But ultimately, it's just grade Coach Huff. We'll do that when we continue. We've got his thoughts on the upcoming matchup, and he answers some questions as well about a couple of things. We get a personnel update. Uh, I really can tell you up front, yeah, I think it's going to be Cam Fancher. I don't think we're going to see Columbia anytime uh, here. And I don't think he's coming up for this game. I don't think he's going to be – I could be wrong, but it really didn't come up. But I don't think we're going to see uh, Columbia for – I mean, we got four games left. Let me ask you this as just put your coach hat on. Go ahead. I know it's laying right there on the table. Just go ahead and get it right now. Put your coach hat on. Or more proper, put your coach's headset on. Okay, we all have our coach's headset on. You have four games to go. Unless Columbia gives you the best opportunity to win, would you need to really think about keeping Cam Fancher in and developing him? You're, you're coaching to win the game, so you got to take the quarterback that gives you the best opportunity to win. But if I can roll Cam Fancher out there for the next four and let whatever happens happen. And the next season, Cam's even better. Would I do that? Or if Columbia is available, or if he gives you the tools you need to win, do you go for a, let's win or let's go out there, we're still going to try to win. There's We're not saying not trying to win. It's just let's go out there. And see what we can do. Let's just roll the dice with Cam. What do you do in that situation? I'll leave that to you. It's 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Texts are already rating the presser. This is before we even uh, present it to you. Texter says, uh, Coach needs to subscribe to the Toby Keith song, A Little Less Talk and A Lot More Action. I know there are too many bowls already, but I don't think there's a press conference bowl that you can go to for winning press conferences. I don't know. I'd like to cover the press conference bowl. Coach, coming up, we'll get his comments. We'll get your comments after Coach's comments. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. 
This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the Tuesday, November 1st edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. I appreciate you being here with me today. We are taking your phone calls at 877-420-TALK. And a more rapid response system, our text line, 304-396-8255. That's 304-396-TALK. I've got Coach Charles Huff, head coach of the Marshall Thundering Herd. His comments, we look ahead to Old Dominion. Of course, Marshall on Saturday following in the homecoming game to Coastal Carolina, 24-13. Marshall dropped the 4-4, 1-3 in the Sun Belt, while Coastal Carolina improved to 7-1 and 4-1 Sun Belt play. Now we're moving on. Coastal's got app coming up on the third, and Marshall has Old Dominion. Great opportunity. We start there. Coach Huff speaking with the media, making an opening statement. And he started when he when he began to, to talk about the game itself, talked about the great opportunity once again that this team has going out playing against ODU. Uh, really good opportunity this week coming up uh, against a really good opponent. Um, again, I'm not sure <clears throat> if um, in the past we've been in this type of uh, competitive uh, conference where every week you're um, battling some really competitive teams and not just um, competitive teams, but teams that have done some things throughout the season that um, are um, respectable. You know, last week um, this program, or a couple weeks ago, this program beat Coastal and Coastal came and played us tough. And um, earlier in the year, this program, um, ODU beat. Uh, Virginia Tech, I think, kind of opened the season. So a lot of really good football players and coaches and staffs and teams in this conference. Uh, so another great opportunity um, to go against them. Um, it'll be a great challenge up there in Norfolk uh, this weekend. Every game a great challenge. Every game competitive. That's one thing I do agree with Coach Huff on. This is a better league than Conference USA, top to bottom. We knew this going in. We looked at that schedule and went, that, this is challenging. This is going to be tough. Coastal, James Madison, now Old Dominion. Old Dominion's had some success. And that's the thing. You look at some of these teams, there have been some successful games outside of conference. So you look at Marshall, you're the, your opponent, you're thinking, okay, hey, this team beat Notre Dame. went into Notre Dame Stadium and beat the Fighting Irish. And you can say the same about Old Dominion. Old Dominion beat some pretty good teams on its schedule. But we'll get into a little bit more about Old Dominion and the presser. I want to start with Coach Huff updating us. He was asked about what's the lineup looking like. There were some injuries. There were some players that, you you know, maybe a little banged up. So Coach Huff gave us a status update on some of those players and, and where the team stands as far as the injury bug. Obviously not getting into detail with anyone. We were pretty lucky. A lot of them were um, injuries that we anticipate having everyone back. Um, James Smyree was a young man that um, <clears throat> we took off for precautionary reasons. He checked out fine. And 
Um, he's back with us, back in his normal routine. Um, obviously, nine, ten weeks into the season, you know, you have your normal, you know, um, bumps and bruises. Um, but for the most part, as of today, we, we're, we're fairly healthy with the guys that we anticipated having uh, moving forward. As we continue to evaluate some guys <clears throat> uh, throughout the week, we'll kind of know their status um, for Saturday. But as of today, if we play today, we would feel like we'd have to be able to run out with the same guys we ran out with um, last week. Obviously, at this point in the season, um, the you hear me talk about it all the time, the back end of your roster, um, which was something that we went out and tried to um, tried to upgrade with, with more players, more talent. Um, now those guys even take away injury, just the normal wear and tear of a season. Um, now those guys are going to have to be able to step up and play a little bit more. We've been lucky enough to kind of rotate some guys at different positions. <clears throat> some guys um, are going to have to take an increased role playing. Um, but for the most part, we should be able to start with the you know, 22 guys on or 22 guys plus special teams on either side of the ball. Um, and then as the game goes on, we just got to kind of monitor, you know, probably at some point there's probably some guys that are close to mm, five, 600 reps um, just, you know, over the course of the season. So making sure that we give them their best opportunity to go out and produce and be consistent um, is the big thing. But for the most part, we're healthy. Most part, team's healthy. So that's Coach Huff explaining the situation there. Let's get into some of the specifics here. First up, Old Dominion. What's this team about offensively? It's a brilliant question asked today from yours truly about the herd taking on Old Dominion and what's Old Dominion's offense about. Again, brilliant question on my part, and I think Coach Huff saw the brilliance of that question and gave us a really good answer. Uh, in all seriousness, though, Coach Huff, um, great breakdown of what Old Dominion is about on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, you know, they they're, um, they do a really good job in the pass game. They they had a tight end, um, Zach Kuntz, who I had a relationship with from my Penn State days, who um, has been out. But their, their offense kind of circles around, you know, the tight end and the running back. I think the running back does a really good job. They run the ball really well. He's got really good balance. Um, <clears throat> really good vision. And then they use their tight ends in the pass game, which creates a little bit of a um, challenge because usually your tight ends are matched up on your backers who have a run responsibility. Um, so it's not like a corner where he can just run with the guy and stay in his hip pocket. Uh, when you use the tight ends in the pass game, either you're throwing it to them or they are a target that you target, um, you create a little bit of disparity between your linebacker level and your, you know, your secondary. Um, and they do a really good job of stretching the field that way. They also do a really good job at the receiver position. Uh, I think the you know, Jennings kid to transfer it in is doing a really good job for them. Um, but it starts with them being able to run the football, you know, because because they can run the football consistently, you got to commit the right amount of hats to stopping the run. With that, leaves some areas, some areas in the zone that you got to be able to to kind of drop back and get to, you know, as they repass. Coach Huff talking about the offense. Let's get some of your early reactions to text before we continue on. Text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Texter wrote in and said, neither quarterback has exactly been very good. Fancher has more mobility and, more important, more eligibility. Columbia is not markedly better anyway. Texter says, so far, zero huff beaters today. Go herd. So, nope. Huff beaters? Are we calling them huff beaters? 
So far, Coach Huff has been clear of Huff beaters today. Texture says, I'm willing to bet the herd will go with Fancher the rest of the year to develop him more because most likely this team isn't going anywhere. And Marshall is favored by two and a half this Saturday. I say take ODU and the points. All right, some early reaction to what we've been listening to. Text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Let's listen in to Coach talking about uh, a little bit about special teams play. Not Old Dominion's, but his very own team special teams play. Field position, very important. Making field goals, making extra points, all this very important making sure that you put the defense in a good position to try to make the offense march down the field. All of this, very important on the special team side of the ball. And when Coach was asked a little bit about special teams today, uh, this is the response he gave us. I, I will say, I, I don't think our, our specialists have been as consistent as we need them to be. Um, that, that's not a secret to them or you know to, to anybody. Um, we have two true freshmen uh, take about two freshmen, John, not a true freshman, but two freshman players playing those positions. Um, and the consistency hasn't been there. Now, it's magnified, obviously, from a field goal standpoint when you're not scoring a lot of touchdowns. If we were scoring five or six touchdowns and missed two field goals, you'd be like, oh, okay. But when you're <clears throat> all of your drives are, are magnified, uh, when you, they don't end in points, it magnifies it. Obviously, Reese has got to continue to improve and continue to be more consistent. I think we've seen uh, flashes of, of really greatness, you know, being able to hit the ball really high, um, being able to hit it from, you know, distance. Um, but we've got to be able to see the consistency of it with where we are. Same thing with John. I think because, you know, um, our defense is playing really well, his consistency has got to go up so that we can continue to win the field position battle. Magnified again, when you're not moving the ball as frequently um, on offense, then the punt becomes almost like another offensive weapon, if that makes sense, to be able to flip the field. Um, I think it's more flow of the game for me. I think our defense is playing really good, um, consistent, you know, a handful of plays here or there, but pretty consistent. Um, teams moving the ball, the length of the field on our defense has not been something that's happened um, often this year. So when we get in a situation where you're right in that window of, you know, you could go for it, you couldn't go for it, uh, most of the time early in games I'm going to yield to the defense and try and give them an opportunity um, you know, the, to flip the field and make the team have to drive the field. Um, so it probably weighs more based on how your offense is playing when you kind of take those chances. Um, and then obviously the strength of our defense is allowing us to be a little bit more um, punt-minded instead of, you know, hey, let's go for it. There's an area on the field where we kind of make a decision. <clears throat> I think there's a time in the game when you kind of make a decision. Um, but for the most part, I'm yielding to the defense um, because they're playing really well. Um, if I was coaching for the Chiefs, I'd probably yield for the offense and Patrick Mahomes and say, go for it. Um, but I think the ebbs and flows. Last year, we were probably a little, little flipped because we had some you know, explosion on offense. We had some things we could do. We felt like we could take some chunks. Um, but this year, the way our defense is playing, I think it's really good if we can continue to run the ball well, not turn it over, be really, really good in the red zone, whether that's touchdowns or three points, and then not put our defense in compromising positions. Um, I think a little bit what happened Saturday night because on the first drive, we gave up 30 yards. We got a 15-yard run, and then we got a 15-yard penalty. So that's probably the biggest play that's hit on our defense in four or five weeks. Well, it's because we got a penalty on top of, so now we're in a different position, if that kind of makes sense. Um, obviously, that's the things we got to eliminate. 
Coach Huff talking about special teams. He didn't name anything, but I thought I heard a Marshall beater in there or two. But didn't get a count, but I thought I heard a Marshall beater or two in that breakdown of special teams play. One question that was asked of Coach Huff today. It was phrased really well by Keith Morehouse. He pointed out that, I know your team's trying to score more, but how do you tell your team, hey, you got to go score more without really pressuring them? You understand where, where we're going with this question, where Keith was going with this question, to emphasize to them, hey, you know, you guys really need to step it up, but not get it to a point where they're paralyzed because they're like, we got to go out and score every play. We got to go score every play. You got to go, we got to go score. Coach Huff talked about that very situation instead of players thinking, okay, we got to go out and score. We got to go out and score. Wants to emphasize playing well, not go out and score. Playing well, and then the right things will happen if you go out there and play well. The emphasis is on playing well. I think when you start saying, well, we have to score, or we have to do this, you put a lot of pressure on kids. Um, the, the emphasis is on playing well. Playing well, doing your job, moving the ball down the field. Um, obviously, the goal is to score, and obviously they're trying to do that. But I think you've got to put the emphasis. We've put the emphasis on playing well, eliminating penalties and turnovers. When we do that, usually the drive ends up pretty good. We can take away the penalties and we can take away turning the ball over. We're able to move the ball consistently because we've been able to run the ball. Um, you know, you to go back to Saturday night. The first play of the game, we got the ball in the minus 10 because of a special teams penalty. Well, that changes the dynamic. You know what I mean? I'm not saying we're, we're moving the ball, but I ain't saying we can move it 90 yards without an issue, right? It's just college football. So, again, all of those things combine when you're not explosive as we want to be on offense. Um, everybody's got to kind of do their job. So, I think we put the emphasis on just playing well. Um, you know, being really, really efficient on first down, um, doing a really, really good job of manageable third downs, um, and then taking care of the ball, eliminating the penalties. And then if you put the emphasis on that, then it doesn't become, well, we failed because we didn't score, if that makes sense. If we drive the ball out to the 50 and we get stopped and I choose to punt, the offense really didn't fail. They had one more down to try to get whatever yards that is. But if you put it on just playing well, it takes a little bit of the pressure off, a little bit of the anxiety a little bit of the feeling that we didn't do what we were supposed to do or we failed on that drive, so we got to wait again for another drive. So that's kind of how we focus on it. Focusing on playing well. A couple more highlights from today's presser. This is going to be fun from a chess match standpoint because Marshall is a run first team, likes to run. Marshall wants to try to control the game by running and then opening up other opportunities. Old Dominion on defense, they like to stop the run. Team that likes to run, team that likes to stop the run. What are we going to see? Coach Huff breaks it down and talks a little bit about what Old Dominion is about on their defensive side, including the run stopping. You know, they, they're committed to stopping the run, which is um, <clears throat> a challenge because we're obviously committed to running the ball. Um, they commit a lot of hats to the ball um, in, in the run game. Their backers are really good. I think their Mike linebacker leads the country <clears throat> in um, tackles. 
which is another um, tough defense that we're playing. You know, kind of we played Troy and they're, they're had an all-time leading tackler there. Um, but he does a really good job. He does a really good job. He's got a really good feel. It's not like they're blitzing him every down, but he's got a really good feel and instinct for runs, where they're going to bend back, where the running back has to go based on the front that's in front of them. And then they do a good job of committing the extra hatch to the box. So you kind of got the guy who's playing half run, half pass. You got another guy who's playing half run, half pass. And as soon as they know it's run, they're in there. <clears throat> so you can't necessarily go block them because they're half run, half pass. Um, so you got to be able to have ways to control them, RPOs, runs, moving the pocket, those type of things, and still be able to run the ball in your normal run game, if that makes sense. And finally, question was asked about the success that Corey Gamage has been having. And I think that feeds into a little bit more of what's been going on, trying to establish the run, open up the passing game a little bit more. The development, Cam Fancher also trying to find those opportunities because even though this team wants to run, you want to try to find those opportunities where you can throw the ball and have impactful plays. Cam has really started to expand his role or his ability, capacity on offense. <clears throat> Excuse me. So he's able to kind of, you know, be a little bit more involved in the RPO game instead of just run or this. Um, also, I think it's a little bit of the byproduct of being to run the ball so well. Because we're running the ball so well, teams are committing more hats to the run, which is opening up the pass game. <clears throat> Earlier in the year, teams really didn't know who LeBorn was. It was kind of like, oh, the 22's out. They got this other kid in there. Oh, wait, he got 100 yards, two touchdowns. Oh, wait, he got another 100 yards. And as the season went on, which is typical, teams start to adjust. Um, so now teams are committing a lot more hats to the run, which is good because now the pass game has to come alive. Uh, which we've been able to do the last couple of weeks. Now, what we've got to do is eliminate the turnovers and eliminate the penalties that force us into passing situations. We're a good team when we have both options because teams have to play one or the other, and we can play off of that. When we get into situations third and 12, 15, 16, well, everybody in the stadium knows you got to throw the ball. <clears throat> or if you don't, they boo, boo. Or you, you, know, you ran a four-yard play, you needed 15. Um, so when we're able to keep it where we have an advantage where we're either run or pass, then we can allow the quarterback and the running backs and the receivers to play as a unit rather than, okay, it's third and long. Well, everybody knows you got to drop back a pass, and then you're putting the O-line in this, you know, disadvantage because all of a sudden those four and five defensive linemen who all they want to do is rush the passer anyway, they pin their ears back, and now it's, it's, it's difficult to win five one-on-ones um, in any league, NFL, any league. Um, so when we can – play the game where we can get the ball out quick on the pass game or we can run the ball, it keeps us in a little bit more balanced state, uh, which allows us to have a little bit more success, which you're seeing with some of the balls down the field the last couple weeks. There you go. That's the Coach Huff presser for today. Now your reaction. 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. I'll let you guys get your grades in. What did you hear today from Coach that you liked? And what did you hear today from Coach that you didn't like? One more time before we hit the break. 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. Not only going to hit the break, we're going to slam into it. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget, 
Make that follow happen. Can't listen to the show live, or you want to go back and listen to it again. I can see why you would want to do that. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever podcasts are. And while you're at it, if you're on social media, you can find me on Twitter, at Paul Swan. I also, on Twitter, I have links to other things that I'm on. I'm trying to make it easy for you. You can go to Twitter. I have a link tree link. I'm trying to expand. I'm trying to expand the brand, grow the brand. You can find the link tree link, and you can find me on other platforms like Facebook. That's a good place. We've got a, We actually have a show page, so there are social media platforms for you. But make sure. You're following the podcast. You are a member. You you got the inside. You're in, and you'll always know what's up. So start that today. You can find again the, the link tree. The link is on my Twitter account at Paul Swan. And if you want to go the old-fashioned way and just go get the podcast, I want that to happen for you. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and if you're on Apple Podcasts, don't forget five. Not four, not three, not two, definitely not one. Five-star reviews. I'm, I want to take advantage of your generosity. Five-star reviews. Looking forward to uh, seeing you on social media. We'll have this show posted uh, later on within the hour. So, again, if you if you ever miss an episode, you can go back and listen to it again. Or if you want to go back and listen to uh, Coach Huff and get his comments from today, you can do it that way. So how do you think he did so far? Did you hear what you wanted to hear? Are you Are you comfortable, confident, maybe – that Marshall can get it turned around. There's four games to go. Remember our guy, Bob Pruitt, always talked about what you do in November is what they're going to remember. Remember November? Is that is that ringing a bell for anyone? Is that perking your ears a little bit? Former coach, the Marshall Thundering Herd, would always say, it's what you do in November, what they're going to remember you for. Marshall goes out, wins all the games in November, has a nice turnaround, won't be so bad. Get into a bowl game, win the bowl. All right, getting it turned around. I know that can only go so far. You can't have bad Septembers, bad Octobers, and then expect to turn around November and that that carry you. You you have to put it all together. Finishing November's finishing the deal. Clinching it, finishing the deal. That's how I interpret that. You you don't want to fall apart in November. They're gonna remember you. If this team wins the next four, gets to a bowl game, wins that, we're gonna have a lot of good things to say going into the offseason, looking ahead to next year. Plenty, plenty of positive thoughts here. So that is valid. They remember you for what you do in November. But you also want to make sure that you're giving them a reason to want to remember you in November. You don't want to – you're trying to salvage the season in November. That's a good goal. You're trying to clinch the deal in November – don't want to fall apart 
it's all right there for you, and then you just fell apart in the last few games. So that was some of the things that, that Coach Pruitt would always talk about. You know, you remember November, and we did that show together for a few years with uh, Don Neal, and he would talk about that. You know, it's what you do in November that you're going to get remembered for. Remember November. So I heard he was on campus today. Bob's been around a little bit more. Didn't see it with my own eyes, but I heard he was around today. So it's good to see that Bob Pruitt's been around and involved with Marshall a lot more. We are going to take our final break. I'm going to give you an opportunity to finish the show out with our text line, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. It's our final segment, and we're taking your text at 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. I want to welcome you back to the Tuesday, November 1st edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Texter wrote in, and just to set this up, again, we... If you weren't with us last segment, we heard from Coach Huff, his responses to questions that were asked in the presser earlier today. And a texter wrote in and said, didn't anyone ask about pass protection? The grade for Coach Huff in the presser this week, B+. So well done, Coach. This listener says that you did you did a well, a B plus for your performance today on the presser. The media, the press. C minus. We got a C minus. I mean, it's it's not a D. It's passing. C C minus is passing. Texter adds, since Doug Smock was let go, none of the local media ask the tough questions. So this member of my listening audience missing Doug Smock, the former beat reporter for many years covering them before you had the the merger of newspapers with HD Media. So uh, Doug Spock, Doug Smock is being missed. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. I think we all know the answer. We, we all know the answer. Marshall is a run first team. And so you might have a situation where eventually you might not be able to guess it so easily as Fancher gets better, as more things are installed with him, more opportunities open up in the pass game. It's not as bad as my Bengals last night. Let's just go ahead and say it right now. The Marshall offensive line, not as bad as what I saw yesterday with the Cincinnati Bengals and the loss to the Cleveland Clowns. Let me tell you, football right now is not my go-to sport when it comes to offensive lines. Uh, there's been a lot of lot of questions in the offensive line for, for both the Thundering Herd and for the Cincinnati Bengals. So pass protection is not a good subject with me right now. But, okay, we'll take the C for the media grade. You can add yours as 
It's 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Doug will get a kick out of that. I'll let you know. I'll let you know what Doug has to say. I'll let Doug know. I, uh, I go back and forth with Doug now and then on Twitter, but he's a pretty good guy. Coming up, we've got herd basketball to talk about tomorrow. Really, not much to talk about here. It's it's exhibition. It's against U Pike. That's tomorrow at seven o'clock. What can you really get out of exhibition? It's more of a dress rehearsal. It's more of an exercise to to get some reps in game time experience see what works get some chemistry down it's more of an exercise than anything it's against U Pike tomorrow and that's tipping off at the Cam Henderson Center at 7 o'clock Thundering Herd getting the exhibition win over Charleston 92-66 on Friday night the Cam Henderson Center this is a game coming up tomorrow on a Wednesday, so I'll be interested to see how the game draws with Wednesday night being a tough draw to begin with. And that's going to do it for this edition. Be back with you tomorrow. Looking forward to it. You can find me on Twitter at Paul Swan. Facebook, we got a, a page. It's The Drive with Paul Swan. And, of course... You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. You can subscribe. Better yet, hit the like, hit the follow, leave a five-star review. I appreciate all of that. Have a great night, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of The Drive. W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.